Let's go ahead and pray this morning. Uh, forever, Lord. It's a long time. And yet we know you hold it absolutely in your hands. And not just the outcome, not just the forever, but this time. This, this very moment in this room, you rose to be here. You rose to fill this place with your presence. You rose to speak into our hearts and our minds and our souls. You rose so that our lives can mean something, so that our lives can make an impact that has eternal consequences. So, Father, today we thank you. We praise you. You are alive. We thank you that you're willing to share our lives, to walk with us in every circumstance, in each challenge, and to see us through it. So today we come to you and we ask, encourage us in your word, strengthen us at your table, make us absolutely new people who are devoted to your kingdom for the highest and best use of our life, that we can take this time. And because we live, because we live, there'll be an internal impact. Lord, thank you. Encourage us now, strengthen us, and we commit this time to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Did you have a seat this morning? We're continuing in our 30 Days to Live uh, series, and remember, we're trusting that, you know, diving into this kind of sensitive and difficult uh, topic uh, is important for us, even though it's hard, important for us, because if we do that, it can uh, change the direction uh, that we use our lives, right, the direction in how we spend our time. And uh, kind of the theme verse for that is out of the Psalms, uh, Psalms 39. And uh, I'll just look at that quick for a minute this morning. <laughs> Notice it starts, says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting is my life. Notice there that he says that phrase, uh, remind me. I highlighted that. Remind me, right? How many times does he say it? <clears throat> the answer is, read my fingers. Okay, you're out there, right? Yeah, okay. Two, two, two. The answer is two, right? Yeah, but why does he do that? Why? Look, he says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. And then right again, what does he say? Remind me. Why does he do that? I mean, why not just once? Because he knows how important it is that we get this concept, that we need to stop in the busyness of our life. Every so often, we just got to stop in our tracks and we got to take account of our lives. We just got to stop and remind ourselves what, what, what is important. What, what is this life about? And so he's saying, look, remind me. Remind me how brief it is. Remind me my days are numbered. What's he saying? Look, it's, it's like this chart. Remind me in the scope of my time. How does my time compare to the expanse of eternity? 
When you, when you start thinking about your life, when you think, think about the time you spend on this earth, when you start doing life, you think of that comparatively, how does that compare? Your time compare to the broad expanse of what eternity is. The answer would be, it is but a dot. It's but a speck. It's an important spec because you're living it, right? And you don't want to hear that and then say, well, hey, if it's only just a, a little bit, I'm just going to do whatever and make it count, right? No. The point is, it's just a speck. But it's a valuable speck because our lives can have eternal impact. How we use our lives, how we spend our time, what we do with our days can have significant impact eternal consequences. You see it again in Psalm 39. Here's how he follows it up. He says, So you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire life is just a moment to you at best. Each of us is but a breath. He tries to give us images, right, to understand the brevity of life and the importance of asking this question, how are we using this life? He says, my hand is... And my uh, life is no longer than the width of my hand, right? I mean, there's a lot of talk in politics today about hands. Not sure why, but nonetheless, right, about hands, right? Well, I measured mine, right? I measured the width of my hands. I I got four inches there. That's it. Four inches. Not much. But how I use my hands is absolutely vital. That's what he's saying. Listen, your life may be brief in the scope of earthly time, but it can have eternal impact. The question is, how are you using your time? And we see that in the challenge of this series. If we just had 30 days, if you just look at time differently, if you had an eternal perspective on time, how would your time, how would you use your time differently? That's the question. This morning, I want to introduce you to uh, Larry. And Larry is a guy who is living with 30 days. And you will hear in him, and I want you to encourage you, you got to listen close because he has difficulty with speech. Uh, He was diagnosed with uh, ALS, which is uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. You may know it as that, ALS. Uh, And the clip that you're going to see of Larry as you meet him is after he has been suffering with this disease uh, for over two years. And he's looking at uh, toward the end of his life as a result of this de- disease. So listen, listen in this clip. Listen to Larry. Listen to how his life has moved from one perspective to another perspective with this knowledge. Go ahead and meet Larry. <clears throat> and then in February, March of 2005, I was diagnosed with ALS. And Literally, August, or that time, you could say, is one week. And then since I was diagnosed with ALS, it's a completely different life. My dreams before I got sick with ALS um, included, you know, being able to provide for my family, uh, walking my daughters down the aisle, um, Seeing my kids grow up, um, owning a, a fancy Mustang, um, you know, I had some material dreams. 
um, since January of 07, I've lost the ability to feed myself, clothe myself, bathe myself. Um, you really can't say, you know what, this day I lost this or this day I lost because it's kind of gradual. You lose it and then you can try to do it, but then one day you just wake up and your body won't allow you to do that. So I pretty much consider it a quadriplegic now. I'm completely dependent on everybody for everything. You see how his life has changed from, from one perspective to a totally different perspective? It moved from one set of, of expectations to a whole new set of expectations. What, what if today, what if today we just had that experience? Where, where we just decided today is that we're going to live with a whole different set of perspectives. That we're, we're just going to live with above everything else an eternal perspective. How would that change the way we use our time, the way we live? our lives. We, we get Jesus challenging us for that. If you go into Matthew uh, 6, and you're going to want to follow along on that half sheet today, because there's lots of good scripture in there, and I can't cover it all. I don't have enough time, because we've got to get the 1045 people in here eventually, right? So I uh, don't have enough time. But follow along with that, will you? And just, you know, make some notes for yourself, and think about this as we go through it today. Um, you get into Matthew 6, and it's a text that maybe, you know, if you've been around the church, you're probably familiar with. Uh, but it's a challenging text because Jesus right away is giving a negative command, right? He's saying, don't do this, right? Parents, you're probably familiar with those negative commands, right? They flaw out of your mouth pretty easy, right? Don't, don't be doing that. Don't be doing that, right? Well, that, that's what he's doing. He's giving a negative command. But look at what he's commanding. He's saying what? Don't. Don't store up. That's the first part. How are you spending your life? He said, don't, don't, don't spend your life just focused on storing up, right? And especially, don't store up treasures here on earth. Where? Don't just store up treasures here on earth. There's, there's a challenge there in the text about, listen, how, how are you spending your time? What, what are you doing with your life? What, what perspective drives your life? Right? You can look at your life in three different perspectives. Are you wasting your life? Are you spending your life? Or are you investing your life? Now, wasting your life is the prodigal son story, right? Remember that story in the scripture where the prodigal son, the son gets all the inheritance from the dad, his share, and he goes off with wild living, right? And he just kind of wastes it all away. Or you can spend your life. Now, spending your life is the dominant experience of our culture. Spending your life says, look, you need to work as hard as you can to be successful. And successful is defined by worldly standards. How do you define success? You've, you've moved up the ladder of success. You've become more prominent. You've become more powerful. You've moved up the ladder of wealth. You've got a bigger house. You've got a better car. You've got all the worldly things, right? And you're investing, you're spending, not investing, you're spending your life. What? You're spending all your time, your energy, and your focus accomplishing worldly success. You're just spending your life accomplishing 
worldly success. The problem for us as Christ followers is you look at Luke 12 and Jesus gets in our face about worldly success and says, listen, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. What did you just say? Life is not about spending it. That's not the highest and best use of our lives as Christ followers. It's not about spending it. Life for us is about investing it. How do you invest? How do you invest your life so it multiplies? We get that in Matthew 25. Another story Jesus tells, and he compares it to the kingdom of heaven, an illustration story, right? Where a master has, uh, has all of his resources and he entrusts his resources to his servants. He entrusts his resources out there to his servants. And then he goes away. And then the story, the question is, how are the servants going to use the master's resources? Are you following with a parallel here? How are they going to use the resources? And one guy takes the resource and he buries it in the, in the earth, right? The other two guys take the resources and they invest them. They invest them and they multiply them. And then the master comes back from his long journey and he sees how the servants have been using what he has given them. And those two that invest it, here's what he says. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful. Notice those words. My good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I'm going to give you more responsibility Let's celebrate together. What is the master looking for when he gives these resources to those who are in his household? He's looking for them to invest and multiply. How are you using the life that God's given you? Waste it? Spend it? Are you investing it? So it multiplies. When, you, when your last day comes and you're standing before the king, what is it? What is it you think he's going to ask you about your life? What is it you want to hear from him? Well done, my good and faithful. Isn't that it? I mean, when, he, when it's all said and done, if you're a follower of Christ, you just want to do it Faithfully. If we're going to do it faithfully, it means we'll take this time, this little time that we have with our lives, and we will invest it. Invest it so it multiplies. You look at Matthew 25, when we invest it and multiplies it, God is engaged in in seeing to it that 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 investment is used for its highest and best purposes. Look what he says. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they'll have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, waste it, spend it, even what they have will be taken away. You see, God gets involved when his people invest their lives. When you invest your life in the highest and greatest good of kingdom impact, God is going to get involved to multiply that impact. If you, uh, if you look at it and think about it this way, ask yourself the question today. Some today, time today, sit in a, in a quiet place, and, and before you fall asleep for your afternoon nap, right? Uh, 
That's what I do. Ask yourself, ask yourself this really important question. How are you investing your life? In earthly value or in eternal value? That's the challenge of Matthew 6 when Jesus talks about it. Don't, he said, don't store up, right? Treasures where? Treasures here on earth. Instead, do what? Store up treasures where? Around kingdom, heaven. Right? What, what's he doing? He's comparing them off. He's saying, listen, you've got to ask yourself the question and say, where's the focus for you? Where are, how are you using your life? Is it about earthly value? Or is it about kingdom value? Is it about eternal value? He told a story in Luke 12 about a guy who lived around earthly value. And he had a great bumper crop, right? And says, oh my gosh, I got so much grain. I got to tear down my old barns and I got to build some new barns. And he built some new barns and he stored all his wealth and all his crop. And he just held on to it, right? And he says, I'm going to sit back now and say, my friend, you've got enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Right? That's the stored up stuff. And here's God's word on that. Are you kidding? That's foolish. You fool. You'll die this very night. Then who will get everything you work for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. What's he telling you? Earthly value? Kingdom value. Now, notice closely, I want to clarify something in the text. Notice closely, he's not saying earthly wealth is bad. It's about how you use earthly wealth. Are you storing it up for yourself? Or are you using that along with the rest of your life for kingdom value, eternal value. So what do you ask? How do you determine that? What do you look at when you're sitting there this afternoon and you're thinking about this message? What do you do? Ask yourself, am I looking at earthly value or kingdom value? How do you know the difference? Ask a simple question. Is it going to last? Is it going to last? That's what he does in Matthew 6. He says, don't do it here. Do it here. Why? Because the stuff of the earth it's going to destroy. It's going to rust. The moth is going to get at it. How many still listen to eight tracks? Man, I had a ton of them. Good stuff. Black Sabbath cranking it, cruising. Good stuff, man. Right? Yeah. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. It's gone. Right? I mean, what? What's going to be of any worth? What's going to last? He's saying, listen, invest in the things that last. Yeah, of course. That makes just sense, doesn't it? Invest in the things that last. What lasts? Huge observation today. You ready? There are only two things in the world that last. Two things. The Word of God. It will last forever. And believers. That's it. There's only two things that have eternity. Two things. The Word of God. And believers. All the other stuff, it goes back in the box. All the other stuff that's earthly value, right? It doesn't last. All that other stuff, it goes back in the box. Or it literally goes in the box six feet down. What lasts? The Word of God lasts. Other believers last. And so you've got to look at your life and say, how am I investing my life? Am I investing my life in things that will really be 
something that lasts. Well, they have an eternal impact. And there's only two places, the Word of God and other believers. That's why Peter says, now, in this present time, we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance. What is he doing? He's living now with great expectation for what his life can do, what his life can be, the impact his life can have. Why? Because he knows he lives that life with an eternal perspective. An eternal perspective. I want you to meet Larry again. I want you to listen to Larry and and think about everything we've talked about so far and, and listen how Larry lives in these last 30 days with that eternal perspective. So just jog down, you know, make some, write down the things in his life that have changed and how he lives this eternal perspective. Listen to Larry. Um, for the next 30 days, I would want my spiritual life to be one that people can look upon and say, there is somebody who believed God, believed that he knew God was doing what was best one. There is somebody whose family knows they're loved because, not only because I love them, but because God loves them because I have shown them how to love and how to love God. And I hope that um, people can see that when they meet me. Since I was diagnosed, I had a lot of regrets. I wish that, um, I regret that uh, there are times where I felt like, oh, I know, like, I could have been a better husband. Um, Instead of, I was a very selfish person. Um, I regret being, you know, always thinking of myself first um, instead of my wife and my kids sometimes uh, when it came to work. there's no job, if I were to get healthy today, there's no job, no amount of money that would keep me from my family like I used to stay away. There's no sporting event that would keep me away from my family. Um, that's probably my biggest regret. At whatever campus you're at, don't look at life as a series of hardships over finances. Look at life as how can I take one step today to be closer to God than I was yesterday? think there is anything that I haven't already told you. Um, I love you. I know you love me. 
um, and my biggest regret is that this illness has caused a lot of emotional pain for you, but I do know that we have grown as a couple, and that I love you, and that I hope one day, even after I'm gone, you can find somebody who loves you as, as much as I do now. And yes, you can use this. Did he speak to you about eternal value? I want to encourage you to think, you know, of Larry this afternoon and, and think about investments that he would uh, ask you to make. And uh, I, want, I want to challenge you to make three investments. Just take it. Don't wait for 30 days to live. Make this be the day. And make a decision that you're going to make three investments. One, you're going to invest in Jesus and you're going to invest in his word. If, if you don't know Jesus Christ today, make today the day you meet him. Don't wait. Don't wait. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians, <clears throat> everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. What, what you may not know that word worthless there, we, we would put it on a bumper stick a uh, bumper sticker that we have, and it would be the first word in the blank happens. You, you kind of get that translation, right? That, that's what he's saying. He says, you know, everything else, that's what it is. Compared to knowing Jesus, living your life with Christ, that, everything else is that. M make, make a commitment for Larry today that uh, you're just going to renew your life with Christ and say there's nothing more important there's, there's nothing more important than knowing Jesus Christ second invest in other believers did you notice how he was concerned for his family and his wife right invest in other believers you, you can see First Peter above all above all love each other deeply invest in other believers Right? Get, get engaged in that small group. Don't, don't just think about it. Get, get involved in the life of other believers. And here's the last one. Invest your life in people who don't know Jesus yet. I mean, think about it. Can you, can you think of anything more important to do with your life than to share Jesus Christ with somebody so that they will experience eternity? Can there be anything else more valuable than of, of having more eternal consequences than investing in people that don't know Jesus so that they will? How do you use in your life? Waste it? Spend it? Invest it? 
Let's pray. Father, it is, uh, it is a great invitation you give us today <clears throat> to uh, do what the psalmist says and just pause and remember. Remember how short life is, how fleeting it is, and yet how absolutely important it is that we use our lives for the highest and greatest, that we use our lives for not earthly things, but for eternal impact. So, Lord, today we, we want to thank you that you would speak to us, that you'd love us enough today to remind us and that you'd give us the witness of Larry today. So we, we ask, give us the courage, give us the, the humbleness to commit ourselves to investing our lives in kingdom things. Help us to invest our lives in, in knowing Jesus, really knowing Jesus, like Stacy said last week. Not, not just religion, but really knowing him. And Lord, help us to just grow as believers, to sacrifice for the sake of loving one another more deeply. And Lord, in this week, bring, bring somebody into our lives who's still wasting it and spending it. Bring somebody into our lives that we can just begin to open up to them and, and let, them, let them know Jesus through us, that their lives would change and that they could spend eternity with us. Father, we humbly ask this, all in Jesus' precious name. Amen.